This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We're number three getting underway here. Bill Rowland along with P.J. Glasser filling in for Chelsea and Jinx on this Thanksgiving day. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Hopefully you've got all your food food prep ready to go. Uh, before the turkey, PJ, we talked about how you love the desserts. But before you get to the main meal, what's the spread laid out there for, like, the Lions-Packers game? What time? Actually, I guess what time are you guys going to do your meal? Do you know? I don't. Probably around... It's usually right around in like the before the Gal- Dallas game starts, or maybe like in the first quarter. So right there in that like four fifteen, four thirty, four forty five range, I would say. That's a good spot. Yeah, and then as for the spread, you know, I don't know. I try not to eat too much until the main meal. You know, like you kind of snack throughout the day. I had some breakfast before uh, the show today. Then I'm sure I'll, I'll have a little snack afterwards and. Then, you know, maybe like a little bit of a lunch. But obviously with Thanksgiving, Bill, you you know that you're going to be eating a little bit. You're going to add a few pounds today with all the food that you're going to be eating. So you try you try and pace yourself throughout the day. What's what's your food of choice as far as like the grazing, as I call it, that you're you maybe not going to cook yourself a whole big giant lunch right there for the first game. But what, what are you snacking on throughout the Lions and Packers game, kind of get yourself ready for the big meal at four o'clock. Yeah, it's usually like uh, some some chips. I would say is is my go to, or uh, maybe like some some desserts from like the night before. You know, we had something. Maybe I have a little pie. Bill, sometimes I'm the guy that eats dessert before the meal. You know, so maybe I'll go with that. How about you? Is there anything that you'll uh, you'll be eating throughout the day? Yeah, see, I, I'll be honest with you. I, from what I've been told. The, where I'm going, I'm headed to my girlfriend's house. Uh, meal is supposed to be at 2 o'clock, 2.30. So I don't think there's enough time to really do a bunch of – I like a good I like a good vegetable platter out there, some celery, some carrots maybe. Maybe you even sneak over. If I, had, if I had time, I'd cook myself some wings and take them with me, maybe just nosh on a few wings. But I don't know that there's going to be time. That's the problem. I'm going to finish with this show – prep for tomorrow because I'm doing tomorrow's show as well. And then it's going to be like, oh, it's time to head over there. And then here's the thing. Here's my other issue, PJ. You're at your family's house. So you mm-hmm. know everybody there. You kind of know the routine. You know it's not going to be a big deal to have like the football game on in the background or whatever. It's going to be the main focus. I've never met. It's like her sister, 
and that family and some other people, people that I've never met before. I'm going into this thing blind. I have no idea if I get there, if like the Hallmark channel is going to be on playing like holiday movies or if the football game is going to be on. How do I deal with that? Like, do I just go in and just assume that I can commandeer the remote or what's the play? Yeah, that's that's the worst, Bill. Oh, I feel for you. You would you would hope you would hope that at least football is going to be on. I think it's going to be a stretch for you to watch any bit of Arizona and Michigan State because I know you're going to want to have a little bit of an eye on that. But uh, yeah, let's just let's hope that at least they have the football on. I would hope so. Are you also worried about the fact that you know because it's not you you never know how these Thanksgiving spreads could go. You're obvi- there's obviously going to be turkey. There's going to be stuffing. You know, you'll have some mac and cheese and that kind of stuff. But, you know, a lot of times you don't know if there are certain things that they leave out that they might add that you might. So do you at least know, like, what kind of food is going to be served at all? I mean, I, I know there's turkey, and yeah. that's about it. And I know uh, my girlfriend had said, oh, well, you've got to have cranberries on Thanksgiving. And I said, well, no, you maybe have to have cranberries. Yeah, I'm not. I will, be for- I will be foregoing the cranberries. That will not be. That will not be on my Thanksgiving Day, my plate today. So, yeah, I'm I just assuming. I said I even tried to sneak in the, uh, hey, is there anything that I could maybe make and, and bring along to, to kind of help out? And I was told, oh, no, no, we got it taken care of. And I, so, yeah, we'll see. I think my move is going to be to take the laptop and just pretend that I'm maybe having to do work for tomorrow. And maybe I can pop up and stream whatever it is that I need to watch you know, on the laptop, throw the headphones in, at least maybe listen to some of the games that I want to, if they're not on TV, you know, that I want to watch. That may be, that may be half the move. But then you're antisocial, right? Then you look like a jerk because you don't want to talk to anybody, which I don't anyway, but that's, you know. Yeah. Is your girlfriend a big, is she a sports fan? Like, would she like casually watch like football or something like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, she, she's a, she's a Texas A&M grad. So she follows all of that, but I don't know. Again, you never know what the holiday situation is going to be, where they're like, no, 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 football's fine for like a regular Saturday or Sunday. This is Thanksgiving. We should all sit and like, you know, talk, which is boring. So I don't know. Agreed. We'll we'll see what happens. Also, you don't know if, you know, you'll be able to watch, if you'll be able to eat and watch the game or if it'll be one of those things where you go into the other room. You know, it's like the people, Bill, when I'm at Thanksgiving parties, holiday parties, and I'm able to eat and watch TV, those are my favorite kind of people. Yeah, that's exactly right, because everybody knows. The you know, we really we really don't want to sit and talk to each other. We just want yeah. to, you know, get some food, say that's hi, right. slap, a, slap a back, tell a joke, and then watch the game. That's what we're there for. So let's, exactly let's get that right. taken care of. All right. No. Speaking of games, lots of games going on this weekend in college football. Some of them obviously will have playoff implications when it comes down to the college football playoff. So let's start down at the bottom. We'll start with number eight, your team, Alabama. Give me a pathway for them to make the college football playoff. Have you mapped it out in your mind how they can get there? Have I mapped it out, Bill? Only every single day me and my buddies talk about this. Here's what needs to happen, okay? They, 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 have a, they have a decent shot. Obviously, they have to win out. They have to beat Auburn this week. They have to beat Georgia in the SEC championship. They can't lose a game and still make the playoffs. So that's first things first. They got to win their first two games. 
If they do that, they need one of three teams to lose. They need Washington to lose. They need Texas to lose, or they need Florida State to lose. If Florida State or Texas lose, they're in the playoff if they win out. No doubt about it. If Washington loses, then I think regardless of who wins the Pac-12, whether it's Oregon or Washington in that Pac-12, I think they get in over one of those teams. Now, if Washington wins out, that's where they would need either Texas or um, Florida State to lose out. Because, Bill, if the winner of the Big Ten, uh, the winner of Ohio State-Michigan, they're going to get into the playoff. An undefeated Florida State, I don't care what anybody says, even without Jordan Travis, an undefeated Power 5 team is making the playoff. That's just the way it is, so they're going to be in. Obviously, an undefeated Washington would be in the playoff. And then Bama beats Georgia, then sure, they're going to get over Georgia. The problem is, though, Bill, if Texas also wins out, how can you put in Alabama over Texas? You can't. See, this argument over should the four most deserving teams get in, should the four best teams get in, no. The the argument is that the committee is going to put in what's most convenient to them, okay? And even though I think most people would agree that Alabama's probably better than Texas at this point, I'll be the first one to tell you, you cannot put Alabama in over Texas. You just can't do it. They beat them in Tuscaloosa, fair and square. Bill, what's the point of playing these games if, if you're not going to put Texas in over Alabama? Like, if it comes down to that, you have to put them in. They beat them. I don't care what the perception of the teams are. I don't care if Bama's resume is better, if it looks like they're the better team at this point. Texas beat them. That's all that matters. That's the ultimate tiebreak. Isn't that what we do in the NFL, right? If we're determining playoff seeds and who should get in over who, what's the ultimate tiebreaker? Who won if they met? And that's what happened. So that's Bama's path. They obviously need to win out. If Texas or Florida State lost, then they control their own destiny. Um, what I really think would be interesting, Bill, and I want your thoughts on this scenario, winner of the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, they're in. Florida State wins out. They're in. in. And then if Texas wins out, they could be in as well. If it comes down to Oregon, Bama, and Texas, who do you think two of those three teams, if it comes down to two of those three, who do you think get in? If we have the Big Ten champion, if we have Florida State out of the ACC, if Oregon beats undefeated Washington – Bama defeats undefeated Georgia, and then you got Texas there. So I guess you could choose between five teams. If you could choose between Georgia, Bama, Texas, Oregon, Washington, like who would you have in those two remaining spots? I mean, it, it's wild because you pointed out, and let's just for context sake, just let everybody know, there has never been a Power 5 team that has been undefeated that's been left out. So right. all the argument about Florida State, if they beat Florida and then they beat Louisville in the ACC title game, they are in. It's Correct. not going to matter. I know they're on the outside right now, but they will get in somehow, some way. Although it will be interesting, would the committee get rid of either Michigan or, or Ohio State with one loss for Florida State at that point? What if this game goes to overtime you know, on Saturday between Ohio State and Michigan, and it's that razor thin, would they leave that team out in favor of an undefeated Florida State? That's where the argument will come down. As far as the other scenario that you painted, Alabama knocks off Georgia, right? 
Texas wins this week against Texas Tech, wins the Big 12 championship. Oregon knocks off Washington. To me, that's an elimination game. Whoever wins that game is probably going to be in just by the resume. So then it goes right back to your scenario there of would you take Alabama over Texas? I don't know that you could for the same reasons that you laid it out. I think if Alabama beats Georgia, that probably eliminates Georgia from this conversation at that point. I agree. Unless a whole bunch of other chaos happens, which could. You could still find a way. I mean, how weird would it be? And I'll paint – how about this picture for you? And how would, how much would people go nuts in this case? Alabama beats Georgia. Michigan and Ohio State go to overtime. Oregon loses this week to Oregon State, beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship. Texas loses one of their last two games, so they have two losses. They're out. Florida State loses either this week to Florida or in the ACC title game. They're out. Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, the meltdown from fans would be epic. Well, Bill, we almost got that last year, if you remember, because we got three of those teams in the playoff, and then people thought that Bama should be in over TCU, even though TCU had the one loss and Bama had two. People are like, look, I mean, just watch the teams play. Like, Alabama's better than TCU, and then we saw TCU play Georgia in the national championship and how that went. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, stranger things have happened. It's crazy, Bill. Like, at some point, we got to have an upset. Like, we just have to. It's college football, and we keep playing out these scenarios, and it feels like we've done it the last couple weeks, and we do it every year with all the hypotheticals, but it truly feels like this is the year where the committee could have to make the toughest decisions and uh, where they could really be leaving some good teams out of the playoff. Can I tell you what I'm doing, though, what me and my buddies are doing this weekend is we've been waiting week after week for somebody to lose so that Bama can control their own destiny, and it just hasn't happened. So I am taking it upon myself, Bill, to jinx one of these teams. I'm taking a Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas Moneyline parlay Those four teams, I'm parlaying them together at plus 114, and I'm taking it upon myself to jinx one of them so that they'll lose. And you know what? If they don't and all four of them win, that's a plus 114 money line parlay bill, and I've just made myself some money. So that's what I'm doing. I'm also sprinkling Auburn on the money line so that if I do all that and none of it matters because Bama loses, I'll have that covered as well. So – that that's what so I'm doing. Be, I'm taking a parlay. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be ready for uh you'll be ready for Cyber Monday to do all your shopping since these games won't be done in time for Black Friday tomorrow. You'll be all set. So it, we've we've kind of laid out the different scenarios. What we may want to have happen in your case, obviously you'd like Alabama to find their way in there. What do we realistically think is going to happen when it's all said and done? So Michigan, Ohio State winner will get in. They'll beat Iowa. Whoever it is, they're going to get in. I think that, man, without Travis, I mean, it's tough to know what's going to happen with Florida State. And then Bama, Georgia, I mean, good luck. What's going to, because what makes the Bama, Georgia game so great this year, Bill, is for the first time ever in that SEC championship game, it's going to be a must win for both teams. To your point, Georgia loses that game. I think they're out. Like in years past, 
who, whether it's Bama or Georgia, they've known going in, even if we lose, we're probably going to get into the playoff, right? This year, I don't think Bama certainly doesn't have that luxury. I don't think Georgia does either, which makes it really good. If you had to ask me today, I think the playoff would be Michigan, Georgia, Florida State, and Oregon. I think that would be the four. But uh, I, I, I don't know, Bill. We, we, it's a lot of interesting things, man, because that SEC title game, both those teams playing for their playoff lives, it's going to make it really good. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to find out what happens to their futures this weekend. So it'll be a good one. All right, coming back, move up a level. NFL talk with you. Bill Rowland, PJ Glass are filling in for Chelsea and Jinx. This is the Daily Tip from BetQL presented. Hey, this is Trista Crick from BetMGM Tonight. I wish you a happy Thanksgiving from all of us at the BetQL Network and also take Sam Howell over interception against Dallas. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. with PJ Glasser filling in for Chelsea and Jinx. Welcome back, everyone. Hour number three continuing on here as we talk a little NFL in this segment. Before we get to the actual games, for those of you that are regular listeners to the show, each and every week we do a show Survivor with our main folks here on the show, obviously Chelsea, Jinx, myself, uh, David Dykstra, Matt Pisani, and then all of our regular guests. And PJ is one of our regular guests. Joins us every Tuesday at 820. Um, and then also Kate Constable, Lucy Burge, Chris Mack. Everybody's in the Survivor. And for our purposes on the show, because we want it to go all season long, you basically pick a team every week to win. And if they do, you get a point, you know, one loss record. If they lose, you can't lo- use them the rest of the year. You can't use teams in back-to-back weeks. Basically, nobody gets eliminated. You just have, uh, you know, your one loss record. So every week, I'm the one that has to organize and get the the picks from from everybody, especially the guests outside, like like PJ is. And I email everybody, and I get Chris Mack writes me back. I'm taking the Dolphins over the Jets. Kay Constable, I think, is taking the Dolphins over the Jets. Lucy, I think, has given up because she's six and five. I didn't hear from her at all. She's off on vacation. So I think she may have just decided that it doesn't matter. Maybe I'll try to text her later today. But PJ, I got your email. And of all the games that were out there this week, you are casting your lot with the New England Patriots. That's you right. You have to explain to me, you have to explain to me A, why, and B, what is it about your Ravens fan? So I'm not sure the hatred for the New York Giants, because this is the week number three in a row that you are fading the Giants in Survivor. And so far, it's only worked out for you one of those two weeks. You're one and one fading the Giants. What's the rationale by taking the Patriots at the two and eight Patriots to beat the Giants? Please explain yourself. Yeah, I put all my eggs in the basket with the Commanders last week, Bill. It was not a good decision, but uh, I'm fading them again this week. The Patriots are coming off a bye, which I like. And that game, the Giants-Commanders, was way more about Washington than it was about the Giants. They still had nine sacks on DeVito in that game. Like you said, that secondary is so bad that they made him look good. 
Patriots are a terrible team, especially on offense, but their de- their defense still is pretty solid, and they still have Belichick. And like I said, they're coming off a bye, which I like. So uh, I just think there's too much of an overreaction to the Giants in this game, and we all watch them play Washington. But, Bill, it's the commanders, and as you know, that's when that's what they do, and they're expected to beat a team by a significant amount of points. They just never do. We saw them. They were down 28-3 to to the Bears, so this shouldn't surprise anybody. I just think it's too much of an overreaction to the Giants. It's more of a fade of them than it is on the Patriots. And this is what New England does, Bill. Like, they beat up on teams with crappy offenses. This is why the only team that they can seemingly beat is Zach Wilson and the Jets, right? A quarterback that's terrible, an offense that is horrendous. These are the kind of games that they win. So, by no means do I like the Patriots. Do I think that they're a good team? But this is just a fate of the Giants. I like New England to win the game. I like them to cover the three and a half as well. Look at line in this game was five and a half. No way do I think this should be a two-point adjustment when the Commanders had six turnovers, still had a chance to win that game late. Um, so give me New England. Uh, in Survivor, giving me the win the game outright, giving me the minus three and a half as well. It just there are so many other teams and games that you could have picked for Survivor. I mean, you could have gone with Dallas over Washington. That was available to you. You could was have it? taken like, a lot. Yes. Yes. Wow. And it's not wow. like it's not like you're even doing the thing where you're trying to pick use a different team every week to play by like your own little rules. I think David's been trying to do that this year where he's picking a different team as long as is you know he can still use them. But you've taken multiple you've, you've taken teams multiple times this year. So that's why I was just like surprised like of all the other games on the board, you're casting your lot with New England. Yeah, you're right. Wow, I can't use I'm just the looking out for you, PJ. I appreciate that. I couldn't use the Jags, Niners, or Commanders the rest of the season. That's, right. You know what? I'm just I, I, the cow. It's boring to pick the Cowboys. I'm gonna have some fun. I want to have a sweat, right. Bill. Plus, if the Patriots lose, you know, then it's like a little bit of pride that, like, wow, you actually took the Patriots in a week that they won. So, you know what? We're rolling with the Pats this week, Bill. That's 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 absolutely fair. All right, let's uh, let's talk to uh, some other NFL games from the weekend. We'll get a, a little bit here to the Thanksgiving Day games. But I was surprised you were talking about uh, some of the things. You actually looking at Bills Eagles. I think a lot of people, after the way the Eagles played the Chiefs on Monday night, figured, oh, well, they passed that test. The Bills now plus three and a half, plus one forty-five on the money line. Total forty-eight and a half with the Eagles. You actually like Buffalo in this spot. I think a lot of people have given up on the Bills. Yeah, I, I like Buffalo in this spot. I think they can win this game outright. Look, the Eagles are nine and one. They're they're the best team in the NFC record-wise. But they've certainly been getting fortunate in in a lot of games. I mean, I think we all agree the Chiefs probably should have won that game on Monday. MVS has that drop on the touchdown. Kelsey had a fumble in the end zone. Mahomes had a pick in the end zone. Just uncharacteristic things from the Chiefs. Maybe not the drops, but certainly Kelsey and Mahomes. So you feel like they probably should have won that game. Dallas certainly had a chance to win at Philadelphia a couple weeks ago. You can all go all the way back to week one when they played against the Patriots where New England had a chance to win that game late. Now you got to give Dallas credit. That's the mark of a good team. They win games that they're not supposed to win, and I understand that. But at a certain time, those things catch up to you, and that certainly doesn't mean that they're going to cover a three-and-a-half point spread. What I like is that I'm getting a desperate Buffalo team that 
needs to win this game, right? They're six and five. Bill, the schedule's tough. They're at Kansas City next week. They still have to play Dallas. They still have to play Miami. They're going to have to win one of these games as underdogs. And I think this is a good spot to do it. I talk about all the time, whether it's on my show, I've talked about it when I've come on with with, uh, Chelsea and Jenks on Tuesday. More than anything in the NFL, the thing that I love betting the most is spots. And we're getting a great spot to fade Philadelphia because the fact is, Bill, that they're just not going to get up for four games in a row, especially this late in the season when everybody's banged up, everybody's hurt. I mean, think about their schedule. They played Kansas City last week, right? Super Bowl rematch, of course you're going to get up for that game. Coming off of your bye, now they have a short week and they have to get ready for Buffalo. Their next two games are against San Francisco, which they're absolutely going to get up for, NFC rematch, and then Dallas, which you could theoretically potentially lock up the NFC East with, if, with the win there against the Cowboys. So massive game last week, two massive games on deck. It feels like if there was a game where maybe they were vulnerable, maybe they could be a little bit sleepy, it would be this week against Buffalo where certainly the Bills were going to get their best effort. I like Buffalo, plus three and a half this week. It's interesting because, as you mentioned, Philadelphia could really have the division wrapped up by the time they take on Dallas if they win that game. Conversely, if they drop the game to Buffalo, if they drop the game to San Francisco, which is not out of the realm of possibility, even though it's in Philadelphia, then all of a sudden you're looking up at that Dallas game on December 10th. That honestly could be for the division because the Cowboys, they have still Buffalo to go, but their schedule – They've already dealt with San Francisco. Their schedule the rest of the way, outside of Philadelphia, I guess at Miami could be tough. They have Detroit at home. But there's a good chance that if the Cowboys are able to, again, handle business against Washington today, take out Seattle, they have the Thursday night game next week as well, and then they'll have 10 days off before they take on Philadelphia, there's a good chance if the Eagles were to drop the Buffalo and San Francisco game that all of a sudden – the Cowboys could be in play for that division title when they host Philadelphia on December 10th. That's exactly right. And, you know, you never want to lose any game in the NFL, obviously, and and you want to win every game. And certainly the Eagles will be trying to win this game. But if there was a game you could lose, like to an AFC team would be ideal, right? Like that loss to the Niners could be significant. Certainly the loss to the Cowboys would be big as well. So, again, it's just... You know, Bill, every team is good. Every team's good enough to beat every team in the NFL. That's why we do these survivor pools. They're all professionals. That's why it's every given Sunday. Anybody's good enough to beat anybody in the NFL. And sometimes it's about spots. And the Eagles, they're just not going to get up for four consecutive games. They had two weeks to prep for the Chiefs. That was a big game, Super Bowl rematch. They wanted their revenge. They got it. You have San Francisco and Dallas on deck. San Francisco is already going to have the advantage on you because they play Thursday against Seattle, right? They're going to get the extended rest, getting ready for the Eagles. They're going to want their revenge. They still feel like they were the better team. And if they had Purdy in that game, that they might have won it. So I just think it's a really bad spot for Philadelphia, Bill. Really bad spot. Now, with that being said, again, the Eagles have been a team this season that certainly haven't looked as good as they did last year. They're 9-1. and one. They've been covering these games. You really feel like they shouldn't be covering. So I can see why people would like the Eagles. And this was a Bills team that, 
you know, I'm not in the mindset that after a win against the Jets, everything is right with Buffalo. Like, I certainly don't feel that way. But what I do like is that we're getting Buffalo as underdogs. And is all these games where they haven't looked like themselves, they've been favored, right? Like, they were favored against Jacksonville. They were favored against New England. They were favored against Denver. Like, we were getting them in all these spots as favorites. I think the mindset of a team changes when you go up against one of the best teams in the NFL when you're underdogs. So I like getting the Bills in this spot. Talk about another big game in the AFC now. Jacksonville 7-3, and Houston 6-4. and They may be the surprise team of the NFL this year. I don't think anybody saw this from C.J. Shroud and the Texans coming. But Jaguars, Texans, if Jacksonville wins, they open up a two-game lead in the AFC South. They're expected to win. It's only a point and a half, though. Who do you like here? Jacksonville, Houston. Houston wins that game. Indianapolis wins this week as well. All of a sudden, you got a bit of a logjam there at the top of the AFC South. Certainly do. And if Houston wins, Bill, they're going to be in first place in the division because they already beat Jacksonville earlier in the year. And that's a big part of this handicap is it's tough to beat a team twice, right? And can Houston beat them twice as underdogs? Jacksonville's the more talented team. I've been so impressed with Stroud, just like everybody else, and how great he's been. Arguably having the greatest season we've ever seen from a rookie quarterback. I just like the Jags in this spot. You know, they get blown out by San Francisco, bounced back nicely last week against Tennessee, and Stroud is starting to turn the ball over a little bit. We saw him throw a bad interception against Cincinnati. He had three last week against Arizona. You just wonder a little bit if he's starting to show some of his sides as a rookie quarterback in the NFL because he, he certainly hasn't shown much of it throughout the year. But Doug Peterson teams, going back to his days in Philadelphia, Bill, they tend to get better and better as the season goes on. Remember Jacksonville last year? They were like a four-win football team. Then they end the season on this big winning streak at the end of the year, getting to the playoffs. So this is the time of the year when they start to get hot. I think Jacksonville's the better team. Um, and because Houston beat them earlier in the year, I think that actually hurts them this week. And beating a team, you know, as good as Jacksonville twice, I think is going to be a tough task. So I, uh, I like the Jags this week. I take them on the money line, minus 125. I don't know that you have a play in this game that I'm going to talk to you about, but I know as a Ravens fan going out on the road, they have a real opportunity to get a stranglehold on this division now. Obviously, the Steelers have been outgained in every single game that they played, yet they still have a winning record. They just fired their offensive coordinator. Things are a disaster there. The Browns and Bengals are both down their starting quarterbacks. In the Browns' case, they're down their top two quarterbacks under their third-string quarterback. This is a spot for the Ravens. Really, they can bury the Chargers this week and also really take control of the division. They can, and they're coming off of a game on Thursday against Cincinnati, so they get a little bit of extended rest. They also have their bye week coming up. And, you know, Bill, it's interesting, the psyche around a team, when, you know, your bye week is approaching, you either get teams approaching it two ways, right? Either teams are looking at it as, oh, we finally get a break, time for Cancun, all these things. Or you get a team like the Ravens, who I think their mindset is going to be, let's finish strong heading into the bye, like you said. The Bengals play the Steelers this week. Somebody's got to lose that game, which is going to help out Baltimore. The Browns have a tough game at Denver this week. They can certainly lose that. So the Ravens, you know, this is a huge game for them. Heading into that bye, they have the toughest schedule remaining in the NFL. 
I like the total, though, in this game. I would look at the over. Ravens offense has scored 30 or more points in five straight games. And I think they're tired, Bill. That defense, they're just gassed at this point. Haven't had a bye week, as I mentioned. Coming off back-to-back divisional games against Cincinnati and Cleveland. And as we know, the AFC North, those games are absolute wars, man. And they're tough. So... That Chargers offense at home, I think they'll be able to score. I think the Ravens will be able to score as well, even without Andrews. I know we love our primetime unders, but I'm going to go opposite the trend, and I'm going to go over the 48 in that game. He's P.J. Glasser. I'm Bill Rowland. We're in for Chelsea and Jinx. Best bets of the day coming up next. This is the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet, wishing you and yours a happy Thanksgiving from all of us here at the BetQL Network. Now go enjoy some food and good luck on all your bets. <laughs> Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Bill Rowland along with PJ Glasser. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Hope you've got uh, your spread all lined up, ready to go for your Thanksgiving feast. Get ready to watch some NFL, maybe some college football. Maybe even try to slide in some college basketball as well. A couple of good games on the schedule. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, Zach Wolchuk from 105.3 The Fan in Dallas will join the crew to talk a little bit of uh, – Cowboys Commanders. That's the second of the three NFL games this afternoon and into the evening. Uh, PJ, we've talked about what you're going to be doing for Thanksgiving and your spread. I got to bring in the guy who probably does Thanksgiving better than anybody because he's just a guy that knows his food, loves his food, is an expert in that regard. Double DR producer. Get in here, man. What's with the double D spread today? What do you have going on at your house? Are we fat shaming again? Is this what we're doing now? No. <laughs> this first, was not. No, see, this is not. First, it's you're, Chelsea you're a former saying, bartender. You, first, it's Chelsea saying, well, if somebody farts on an airplane, they're obviously going to look at the big guys. And now it's, well, Double D's got to know about Thanksgiving because, you know, he's jolly and fat. No, no, because you worked in the restaurant industry. You were a bartender for a number of years, so I'm sure you have a, a better insight into that kind of thing than I would. Well, my Thanksgiving this this year, unlike other years, is a, is a little askew. Uh, I'm going to a friend's house. We're going to normal spread. But on Sunday, I'm having my family's uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, we're actually not doing traditional Thanksgiving stuff. We are doing uh, a Marsala bone-out ribs. We're doing uh, Cooper Sharp cheese, macaroni and cheese. Uh, I'm doing the traditional. I'm I'm doing a high-end uh, bean, green bean casserole, and then we're doing, I think, a chocolate silk pie and an apple pie, of course. 
and you were wondering why I asked you what your Thanksgiving spread was going to be like because nobody else is doing that bone-in rib stuff and everything else that you talked about. That's why I went to you, Double D, because I knew you'd have it. Do you have a good pick for us on this holiday? Are you on the NFL games today? What are you doing? I'm actually going to tail Jenks's a little bit, but it's different. I'm not scared like Jenks. Jenks gets scared and doesn't want to play certain things. So I'm taking the Lions on the money line. I'm taking the Cowboys on the money line. I'm taking the 49ers on the money line. And I'm taking Old Miss on the money line for a four-team parlay. Mm. It's not that it, it, it's it's super juicy, I know, but all four get you at plus through one thirty-two. So I'm good with that, and I, okay. hope, I I have no reason to think that it won't cash. Who are you mo- most nervous good. of, Double D? What dog would you be most nervous of to ruin that? Honestly, Ole Miss Mississippi State, just because it's a rivalry game, just because it's a rivalry game. Mississippi State has given me. No indication whatsoever that they could hang with Old Miss this year, but <laughs> it's a rivalry game. It's the Egg Bowl. Like, crazy things happen in these rivalry games. Uh, poor, I, I hate to bring it up, PJ, but you know probably better than anybody, you know, kick six. <laughs> That's oh, all yeah. you have to say to an Alabama fan, and they just go, <laughs> oh. So, I mean, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Very good. I like it. I like it. I might be telling you as well. All right, let's get to our best bets today. PJ, we're going to talk about it. Who we have the most faith in today. Time to place your bets. All right, PJ, we're both kind of guest hosting today, but since I'm the regular on the show most often, here's the producer. I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. Give me your best bet of the day. Bill, best bet of the day. We'll go to Thanksgiving. I like the Commanders, plus 14 against Dallas. It just seems like every year on Thanksgiving, you take the favorites in the other two games and you fade Dallas, and that's what it is. So already, I just like the spot of fading Dallas, but I like getting this Commanders team in this specific spot, coming off a terrible home loss against the Giants, quick turnaround on the road against Dallas. And the last couple times these teams have played, Bill, not only is Washington covered, they've won outright against the Cowboys, so they tend to play them pretty tough on Thanksgiving. Dallas's home schedule this year, it seems like they've played a ton of bad teams. They've played the Patriots, they've played the Jets, they've played the Giants, and they've beaten the crap out of all of them. So it wouldn't surprise me if they won this game by 30, but a divisional game, they always struggle on Thanksgiving, 1-11 ATS in their last 12 games. I think Washington can hang around, lose this game like 31-20. I'll take the Commanders plus 14. I would love to be on that same thing. I'd love for a 31-20 score for a final, PJ, because my best bet, I'm staying with this game. I'm going Dallas minus 6.5. And over 45 and a half, you can get that at BetMGM for plus 120. For all the reasons that you said, short week, terrible game against the Giants, opportunity to redeem themselves against Dallas, their division rival. I think Washington might be able to keep it close. I still think Dallas is at least seven points better than this Washington team. I look at it this way. If Dallas can get to Sam Howell, who has been better at not giving up sacks here as of late, But that front four, 
the blitzes, if Howell has problems and they start getting them in second and long, third and long situations, and that secondary starts licking their chops for Dallas. Who knows? Bland may return his fifth INT for a pick six today against Sam Howell. I think it's a good opportunity again. If you like the over, if you like the Cowboys, but the 13 and a half is too much, go ahead, combine them. Dallas minus six and a half, over 45 and a half again, plus 120 over at Bet MGM. My best bet of the day. All right, the Magic 8-Ball has the day off today. Enjoying whatever it is the Magic 8-Ball would enjoy for Thanksgiving. So, PJ, we'll just go right into your leans. Do you have anything else? Or are you only rolling with Washington plus 14 today? No, I like Washington plus 14. I also like David Montgomery anytime touchdown and Lions on the money line at minus 105, right? So we have some big favorites today. Instead of just laying the juice, maybe you just parlay it with somebody that you like to score a touchdown. We know when the Lions get to the goal line, which is a lot, they tend to lean towards Montgomery. I think he finds the end zone today. And I think the Lions win the game. I think they probably cover as well, but I feel good about them winning. So Lions money line plus Montgomery anytime is minus 105. I think that's a really good price. And then I also like um, in college basketball today, Arizona minus five and a half against Michigan State. We were talking about it earlier in the show. I just I like Michigan State in late February. I like him in March. I don't like him in November. Izzo and his teams are still trying to figure things out. Arizona might be the best team in the country, Bill. I know what Purdue has done the last three days is incredibly impressive. But Arizona, we know. They have an elite offense, but I think the difference this year is that defense is really good. They arguably might have the best win that a team will have all year, and that is beating Duke in Cameron, which was really impressive to watch. Went to the transfer portal this year, got Caleb Love out of UNC, Jaden Bradley from Alabama to help out their backcourt. Like zone a lot, think they win by double digits today against Michigan State. Yeah, that's going to be a squad play. I'm telling that as well. I like Arizona minus the five and a half against Michigan State. As you said, for all the same reasons, they went to Duke and won. Michigan State lost to Duke on a neutral floor. That doesn't always mean anything, A beating B and B beating C, that whole thing. I know it doesn't mean much, but as you said, Caleb Love, that backcourt for Arizona is really, really good. Michigan State, I don't think it has the size to deal with Arizona down low. And the Spartans, at least so far in the year, not shooting well from the outside. They're at less than 27% from beyond the arc. They need to hit threes today to keep it close with Arizona. So I'm going to ride with the Wildcats as well. Minus five and a half over Michigan State. That'll be a nice little squad play for us. All right. The Dogster also on vacation today, but still was able to send us in his picks. This is your BetQL five-star best bet for inside analysis historical trends, and more five-star bets. You can download the BetQL app. Donkster is on the Lions minus eight today against the Packers. PJ, what do you think about that? Donkster laid the big number. You didn't want to do that. No, didn't want to do that. I just want to take the Lions on the money line and parlay it with my Montgomery anytime touchdown. But that would be my lean. I, I just I struggle seeing Detroit having two bad games in a row like that at home. That offense is so good at home. And, uh, you know, there's a reason that line keeps going up, Bill. It was at seven and a half. It was at eight. It went to eight and a half. I think it could co- climb to nine even because I think a bunch of people are taking some li- Lions teasers this morning under that three. So don't be surprised if this goes up even more. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I would lean toward Detroit today. 
All right, let's check in with our good friends from BetQL Daily. Eddie Gross joins us. Ed, the Dogsters on the lines, minus eight. What are you doing for your Thanksgiving bets today? Is that a good one, or are we going elsewhere? Uh, it, it's an okay lean. I think I'm fine with that. Uh, definitely wanted to capitalize on that before the line movement, so you snooze, you lose in that situation. But you know what? It's it's such an insanely obvious teaser to tease the 49ers as well as the Lions, and I, I know I'm probably backing the public as far as what they would do teaser-wise, but I think it's just a, a painfully obvious thing to do. You don't know what you're going to get out of Geno Smith. We know the Packers are going to struggle in this matchup defending what Jared Goff and company like to do, so I think this is fairly straightforward in a sweat-free Thanksgiving. Yeah, Ed, everybody's going to be all over the favorites today. They're probably going to use them in money line parlays. Who would be the mm-hmm. dog that you would be the most like concerned about maybe covering or even winning outright? Oh, boy, that is a great question. I suppose there's always the possibility that Brock Purdy could turn into a pumpkin, I suppose, uh, especially if Geno Smith is out there. And look, his play action game is sensational in that respect. Like if he's going nuts with his receivers or say Zach Charbonnet has his coming out day, then that that's possible. Like all of those things could happen, but boy, it, it, that is a stretch. Like I would not even consider it at this point. Right, thank you. Enjoy the show. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone there on the show. We appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. All right, there he is, Eddie Gross. Coming up next, PJ, thank you. Appreciate it. David Dykstra, thank you. Mike Brown, thank you for filling in as well. I'm Bill Rowland. Back again tomorrow, 6 a.m. We'll do it. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Good luck on your bets. And uh, this has been BetQL Daily. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.